This is Comic Fix by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Go, Jason Glick. Hey, John, how's it going? Not too bad. All right. Well, it's like this week, though, it's like I, I come to you people with an agenda. God knows I hate Like, I'm sure I can watch it. Yeah, that's funny, John. Like, yeah, make, make the Hitler sign. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's a, this is a mirror universe sign. It's, it's like a Hitler sign. Big difference I'm wearing a goatee. Yes, that's that's right. Yeah, you got you got the goatee. So I guess I'll have to excuse this. Guy. I'm evil because I have a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> I've been evil before the goatee. Oh damn it! I'm like Bart Finn in that that one episode. <laughs> Dang it! The good one was locked up in the ceiling this whole time. Go on. Sorry, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, this yeah. This week though, like I said, I'm new with agenda, and I'll get get to that point later on. But here. Talking about what series, not probably I'm guessing, might not have heard of, it's called Sub- The Summit of the Gods, written by Yona Kurabaku and Jiro Taniguchi. Okay. Okay, now, of the two people I just named, like, Taniguchi is kind of like, well, I guess it'd be generous to call him a cult figure here, because he, because the man, the man specializes in writing quote unquote, um, manly works. Of manly Yes, <laughs> and he will do manly things. Like, guy, like, it's like mountaineers coming down, coming down to Tokyo and finding out what's happened to the, the daughters of their their friends who have disappeared. It's like um guy, it's like um hitmen who live who live in New York and work, work as art as artists on the side. It's like and it's like and it's like no stuff stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's like just manly in like a socially acceptable sense, not manly in the Kazuo Kuike, I'm gonna go fuck a whole bunch, fuck a whole bunch of girls, um, save save Japan in the process type. Stuff. Like, not, mm-hmm. not too ridiculous. Um, yes, <laughs> I kind of like that last part better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I got some, some stuff you can read later on. Some bad. A little more James Bond. <laughs> um, no, it's like James Bond. James Bond looks sort of like quick stuff and goes like, no, that's that, that's just ridiculous. Exactly. Some of the gods all about mountain climbing. It starts off with the Interesting, interesting high concept about this one. This one, um, poor, poor name Fukubachi, who stumbles on what could be like the story, story of the decade for mountain. No, the big, big story ever for mountain climbing. In fact, he encountered he, when he's in Nepal on on the recon trip for um, climbing Mount Everest. He he stumbles on a um, mysterious camera in a shop, and apparently it turns out. Okay, comes across comes across this, um, this um, mysterious camera in a mountain in like a mountaineer's. Shot. It turns out this might be the camera that, um, that George Mallory had when he made his um, ill-fated climb up Mount Everest in the early part of the century. Problem is, um, some uh, not, the person who's running the shop recognizes that hey, there might be some extra value in this, so he hires some people to steal it from him. And he only gets and he only finds a way to get this um, camera back after this mysterious climber named um, um, inter- intervenes to help help him get help him get it back. Now it turns out this climber has got. Also, speak a big time mountaineer in Japan by the name of Joey Hobby. Now, so Fukubachi um, then then decides to find out, spend this, go back to Japan, and find out the backstory of this guy. So it turns, now, and here here's where the here's where the story really really picks up its like really, really digs in. It's basically all about like you know, two different approaches for mountain climbing. Well, because Hobby he's basically a kind of guy who's not like kind of socially awkward. He's like we get. His whole life, life story is a mountaineer. Like how he started out as a kid, like just like helping out other other mountaineers, like um, making 
small time, and then he's devoting his entire youthful song, finding way, new ways to climb, climb mountains. Eventually, um, making a two-man um, climb this, this um, hill, this mountain called the Demon Slab in Japan in winter, something that no one had ever done before. The Demon Slab. Yes, that's how that's how badass this particular this particular uh, mountain, mountain was. And the problem is, like he, like he's, like, he just has no idea how to like how to share. Like how to share, um, share credit properly. How to like interact with people. How to like show show proper respect. So like he's kind of like, yeah, the guy's got talent. But he's also a huge dick. So, so like there's so, like he's one side of this of this, this equation from not not English. Then you've also got this other guy who arrives at the same time, a guy named Suneo Hase, who basically is is kind of like he's more he's more photogenic, more easygoing. But, and even though he's he, he's driven in the same way, he's he knows how to make. make Socially acceptable, and um, so, and so his his struggles are contrasted again against Hobbes as as he like in the in these first two volumes. Like, well, basically, let's say well, Hobbes is the dark, um, Hase is, is the light, the more socially acceptable face now. And naturally, as the way things go, like well, Hobbes um, slowly descends into obscurity. Hase is um, tragically killed in mountaineering accident later on. Um, as he, um, later on. So I'll come back to Kukumachi's quest to find out the true meaning of this, find out this, if this camera is actually is actually Mallory's. And um, it eventually leads, it's eventually going to lead him back, like back to the um, back to back to Nepal, back to Everest, and back to Hobby to find out um, exactly what, what the story is. Like, apparently it's hinted at that that um, Hob, that Hobby uh, suggested the, uh, the type of climb that eventually led to um, Hase's demise. And so and so you got the like the whole kind of mystery. Like what you know, he, he's got like Hollywood, even though he's like descended into obscurity, he still has that drive, you know, like that kind of that, that drive to like to climb, climb the mountain. Like, in fact, he he suggested Hase died in trying to climb um, Everest in a particular in a particular fashion, totally that no one had ever done before. And so you get the feeling that like that that um, is going to go and try try and do this. That's what the um, later volumes are going to focus on. Really, the story, the uh, these volumes are a good, um, are a good tale about man versus man versus nature, like in the classic sense. It's, it's great. Um, uh, Baku and Tadabuchi do a great job of showing, of showing you, um, like just like the, uh, like all the time preparations that um, that mountaineers um, need to make in order to, to um, make their climbs. Also, just like as well as the various dangers that they encounter as well, such as when um, Hobby has to make the fateful choice to cut the line of one of his. Of, of the uh, of one of his um, one of his fellow climbers who is basically like weighing, weighing him down after he's um, after he's hanging hanging in midair on the clock. Also, um, in a particular gripping scene um, sequence of events in Volume Two, when was when Habu um, falls himself and basically has to um, climb back up to where his gear is um, with a broken arm and broken leg. So he's basically hoisting himself with his with his good arm. And I was just feeling not on his rope with his teeth at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's great. It's great. It's great man versus nature stuff, and and yet it's like it doesn't it doesn't like get um, ridiculous. Um, it doesn't get ridiculous in, in the way that it describes this stuff. Like, it, you get the feeling that you know it, it's, it's perfectly. You can't believe that he did this stuff. He was able to do, do this stuff in order to survive. So it's so it's, it's fascinating in this in this regard. The problem is that. Well, the material itself is inherently fascinating. Um, ba the writer um, Baku 
um, he is adapting his own, um, he's adapting his own novel on, on, on this, like, to, to the series. And the thing is, like, he, the thing is, he's, you get the feeling that he wants to describe everything that goes on here. It's like, like, he'll talk, he, there's lots of dialogue, dialogue boxes describing the character, describing the character's feelings as they go on. And, and especially in, in this book, like, a particular scene in Volume 2, where we're, where we're reading, um, the reading Pabu's account of his it's like of his crime, but it comes off as and he's like reading hearing about um, Pabu's diary, like how he how he's how he um, survived during those like during those nights when he only had his, only had one arm when he broke his arm and leg, but it comes off as like oh he's there this is being narrated in real time, which you know I, I can't believe that he actually took time to actually write all this stuff while it was happening. So like oh I guess I'm seeing a vision of my dead partner I get I come I I'm talk talk to me as I on on the uh, as I'm on the on the mountain base here it's like that's like it's just not believable and it's like I said it's it, like I said it's it, the script doesn't make too many errors like that but it's it's distracting to the point where you get the feeling that he, that he um, that it's good that the material is inherently fascinating and he actually facilitates a good job of, of talking about the um, challenges of the mountaineer's face describing. All the technical knowledge, which I, I found interesting. It reminds me of uh, the yes. script I was describing one time. It sounds like the script from the old radio plays from the 30s and 40s, where you'd have characters saying things like, What's this? A ghost at the foot of my bed? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Because the, the actors had to describe the action as they were going. You know, to, I mean, this is a completely audio. No, this is different. This is a, a visual medium. Those were audio mediums. But, you know, they had to describe the action in real time as it was happening. And, Comes kind of awkward exposition, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like, look, what's this? I see, you know, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of, yeah, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, and that's like that's the biggest problem I have for the, like, for these two volumes right here. It's like it's, it's like, the, the, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad though because um because um Taniguchi is a very talented um, writer in himself. He's done some great manners and nature stories himself in his in his um such short stories on um, Ice Wanderer. Mm -hmm. It's that's it's, see, that that is well worth your time. It's like highly recommend you to pick up, mm -hmm. but um, but it's like I kind of wish that um, Tanaguchi had handled the adaptation adaptation himself. But well, you can't get everything, and to be honest, like though, he still does a fantastic job with the with the art here. I mean, this is the guy who draws everything in his works. I mean, like every like every every notch in a rock, like every every blade of grass. It's like just it's like. Uh, all all the hairs on, on guys' faces, crevices in, in buildings. It's it's fantastic. It's like you, if you're like if you if you if you're who read stuff for their art, you will want to pick pick this up just to marvel at the detail he brings to his to his um, to his environments and his characters. It's fantastic work, and also and certainly a large reason why I'm why why I love I like this whole series as much as it does, as much as I do. But um, but, but you know, the thing is, like, well, the volume two um, ends on a ends on a good of momentum as, as the reporter goes back to uh, uh, prepares his, his efforts to go back to Nepal and uh, it's like and um, and track and track down Hobby there and get the full story behind the camera as well as on Hobby's on uh, supposedly planned mountaineering expedition. Well, 
You see, here's why I didn't come from. Because, see, I, I bought Volume 1 back at, at Comic-Con in 2009. And um, I came to Comic-Con in 2010 expecting to get Volume 2 there. Well, I talked to Steven at um, Fanfare Corner of Lawn. Releases this series, as well as a lot of, of Taniguchi's other English language works. And um, apparently he said, that, Yeah, we're still working on it. I mean, like, he says that Taniguchi's works eventually sell enough in English to be, to be profitable, but it's always, it always takes a while. He told me that, okay, I'm looking at um, like sometime like at the end of October, October, October 31st, for volume two. Volume two didn't arrive, arrive at, um, in, my, in my hands until um, earlier this week, at the beginning of last week. So, so, like, um, so like as, as much as I enjoyed it, I look at this and think, you know what, people, this cannot stand. I, 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 we, this is almost like, I, let's see, about um, 17 months since the last volume. And that's, and you know what, people, we can do better. This is a, this is a, this is a great series, even with its flaws. And it's like, and you know, but, but for it to take this long between volumes, you know, it's like, I, it's like I'd like to. It's like you know, it's like I want to see what's what's gonna happen before I see the um, second sequel, before I see the second sequel, the Avatar. You know, so so we gotta go out there. We gotta we gotta go out and buy this buy this stuff now. Like, like go to Amazon, go to the right stuff. Like order a copy now. We, it's like more prop, like more prop, like more copies you get. I'm sure that what's like soon they see more money they can make off this. It's like faster they'll get get this volume. So I will say that I certainly hope this is not the case, but the um, especially with the adaptation, the translation for this volume, Kumar Sabasubramanian, is also the guy who's doing the translation for Blade of the Immortal now. So I sure as hell hope that it's not a question of um, like you know, his time being like you know sure I, that that the reason it's not taking it's take it it, it it didn't take so long between sequels because between volumes that. It's more reason of sales rather than the fact that oh Kumar needs the time to, to do um, Blade of the Immortal. Which, you know, if that's the case, then yeah, I will choose Blade of the Immortal every single fucking time. So, so really, but still, it's like we got, so like I said, go out, buy a copy, and once you, so, and then tell your friends because like, once, so once you see this, I'm sure you'll be just as upset as I am that you know we're only getting like a volume every 17 months. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't want to wait till um, Comic Con uh, 2012. 2013 before I get volume three, so so like I said, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a very very interesting series. Um, like I said, very manly, but don't let that distract you. It's not like like outrageously manly, but manly in a very in a very charming sense. Because like you know, there's not like yeah, it's like it's guys conquering the unconquerable, not guys um, go out and fucking a bunch of prostitutes before they go out and do, do the unconquerable. So so like I said, highly highly recommended, even with its flaws. Going by All right, that's all I have for you. I'll see you again in two weeks. Hope I'll have something just as interesting to talk about with you. All right, see you next time. Later. Bye.